Bearcat Bounce Podcast, back at it again. As always, it is I, Brent Young. It's another Monday, beautiful Monday. That means I'm going to welcome in my two guys, two guys that took in quite a lot of Bearcat sports this past weekend. Not really games that were played, but maybe things that could potentially help the future games that are being played. I, I, I'm doggone sure it was a uh, one of the more special weekends that didn't involve a win or a loss. Man, wow. It's time to bring you guys in. Mr. Chad Brendel, Mr. Aaron Smith. Gentlemen, you guys have been on the airways quite a lot this weekend, but I've got to ask you on this beautiful Monday morning, Monday morning, afternoon, weekend, night. How are we? What's wrong with you? I'm doing well, man. Doing well. Got outside in uh, the window in between storms today and, and mowed the lawn. So, yeah, doing good. Still- I finally found somebody to do my lawn. The, the 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 search for lawn care is over because as I was uh, driving out of town on Friday, I saw a lawn company cutting someone's yard in my uh, in my subdivision, and I just stopped and I was like, "Hey, will you cut mine too?" And he was like, "Yeah, sure." And we exchanged numbers, and now he's going to cut my grass. Wow, is this like <laughs> a was this is this like a little? Like a high schooler trying to make a little little cash on the side, or you got a real no, no, no. This was point? like a like a lawn care company. Okay, okay. Well, there we go. Aaron, you're so still I'm pretty happy about that. Still doing the riding lawnmower, I'm guessing. Yeah, it took like four hours to cut like four acres. So yeah, didn't you mow the lawn last week too? I think we That's, opened. Uh, up you mow week. the lawn every week, Brent. That's, That's how long what happens, <laughs> especially in the spring. Fair enough. I I mean I don't really have a lawn, so. No, oh, uh, we're just we're no just educating you. Here. It's not optional. Like you don't. I, ah, I think I'll put it off till next week. That's not how lawns work. Yeah, yeah. Get the scissors out. We'll we'll trim a little bit. But uh, guys, guys, you know what? If if you got to do a it's little bit of enough. lawn mowing, and say your say your lawnmower needs some some repair, and you drive your car and your car starts stopping and won't go, you need a repair on your car. You call Danco Transmission. Take it on into Danco. Hit them up. Tell them BCJ, tell them BBP, tell them Chatty B, Aaron Smith. Lay it on. $10 off your next oil change at Danco Transmission. Big shout out to Danco Transmission. And I tell you what, man. One thing that wasn't broken was what happened in Las Vegas this past weekend. Not one, not two, not three, not four, not five, not six, not seven, not eight, but nine. Nine. Bearcats drafted. Let me repeat that. Nine Bearcats drafted. Only two more teams in the entire country had more players drafted in this past draft. I, I mean, it's it's an unbelievable feat, one that we've been talking about leading up to this past weekend, one that lived up to the expectations, one that even had someone that, uh, you know, with a bit of a surprise at the end that, you know, if, if you watch Curtis Brooks one-on-one with the Colts after he got picked, man, that is uh, something that's going to tell you he's going to stick in the NFL for a while. Guys, wrapping it all up, just a very broad initial, what are your thoughts? What What's your biggest takeaway from, from what happened from Thursday all the way through Saturday? Just, just an awesome weekend. Well, my biggest takeaway is we have to thank UCF for paving the way for Cincinnati to be able to have nine – yeah, picks drafted. We if they didn't have four guys drafted in 2017. There's no way you see what I had. We, we could, yeah, we couldn't have done this without them. And just 
hats off to uh to UCF for for paving the way because Jesus Christ, get over yourselves. <laughs> okay. That's your biggest takeaway? No, but that was the joke uh that I wanted to drop. Um I enjoy your joke. No, my biggest takeaway was was just it was the fact that it wasn't even like, you know, we had a guy in the first and then a couple in the fourth and then a couple in the seventh. Right. Like it was all throughout every single day. Right. You had a guy go in the top four. You had a couple in the second. I mean, you, it couple just. A couple in the third. A couple in the, couple in the fourth. A couple in the fifth. A couple in the sixth. Mm-hmm. None in the seventh. I said sixth. I know. I'm just saying, and none in the seventh. So it, it was we they. It wasn't Luke's gonna like, have to work. Luke's really gonna have to work on the back end of the roster. No seventh <laughs> round draft picks. What are we doing? What are we doing? It was a hell of a day though for these guys, and a lot of guys ending up in some pretty good situations. Um, so, including even the undrafted free agents that were picked up after the fact. Um, so, just. What an amazing weekend for the Cincinnati Bearcats. Chad, you've talked about it a lot, but it's your initial overall reaction. It, it went as planned. Like, it, maybe even, I mean, outside of Dez sliding, uh, maybe even better as planned. Like, Sauce is going to have a chance to be a star, like a real star yep. in New York. Right. I mean, so – um. I think a lot of guys went into really good situations. Um, I think, you know, a lot of these guys are going to be looking at an opportunity to play early in their NFL careers and establish themselves early in their NFL careers and do what everybody wants to do when you get into the NFL, which is work towards that second contract, which is the important one because that's where the big money comes in. Um, I thought it was, I I just, I, I don't think you could have scripted it much better. Uh, outside of, you know, the run on quarterbacks not happening until the third round. Other than that, man, it was, uh, it was a hell of a weekend. It really was. I, you know, the second day was kind of a little long, I felt, getting to Alec Pierce. You know, you kind of just kept on thinking, oh, this, this might be where Des goes here, or this might be where Pierce goes here. But once once Pierce went, it did feel like that domino just kind of kept rolling, and and players were getting picked left and right. It was it was a really good feeling on Friday. But let's talk about Thursday. We obviously had the the four hour long viewing of the uh, first first round that that ended in a in a big old shebang. I tell you what, but uh, you know, kind of kind of talk about soft top, as top you, five moment in Bearcat Journal history. I think you put it out there, Brady and Luke. I swear it should have been uh, like Tom Brady and Gronk, like bump, bump. Yeah. Bump, 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 bump. Right. Bump, bump, bump. Don't, <laughs> bump da, 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 da. don't, don't get us, don't get us a uh, hit again for copyrights, Chad. No, I know we got hit yesterday for copyright. You got hit for what? Uh, Ravon's "I'm Coming Home" section. Look, no, the what? P Diddy crew does not mess around. I got that notification five minutes after the show ended. I already had a the I'm coming home one. Yeah. So it was in Rayvon's video, right? Yeah. We played right. Rayvon's video. Yeah. And that I'm coming home, just little like 12 seconds or whatever it was, got us copyright striked on on YouTube. Can we not right? like you can't even sing it? Uh you, you can't. Be... Like you're not gonna get in trouble for that, but gotta yeah, be careful. Um, 
You, you haven't heard my pipes. I mean, kind of sound like but yeah. it. But that, geez. That was, that was, but yeah, Brady and Luke popping on Thursday night was unbelievable. Brady was going to be with us tonight, but yep. he is at a strength and conditioning uh, coaches convention mm-hmm. in Oklahoma. Uh, so it actually kind of works out a little bit better. We've got a ton to talk about tonight. Oh, yeah. So we will do that tonight. And then next week, Brady will come on. Man. And I can't wait to hear the uh, the Vegas stories. At least you know the probably the edited version on air. Um, sorry, oh, right? Hit uh hit Aaron and Chad's DMs if you want the full edited version. They'll they'll decide if they want to answer. But uh, you know, kind of just going back to Thursday. You know, actually, also, also I just want to say one thing real quick too. Yeah. Uh, if you're if you're on YouTube if, and you look, you'll see right under the chat. You'll see that little dollar sign right there. You can now get your questions asked. Uh, assure you get your questions asked by donating during the show, or you can join and become a super member, like a super sub of this channel, uh, right under the the screen where it says join. You can join and uh, and and become a member, a, a paid supporting member of this here YouTube channel. Those are new features, Brent. Wow, this, this is how we're going to start paying the bills. You too. Take it away. It's beautiful. Beautiful. We had people donating left and joining left and right uh, yesterday during I the saw show. That. Yeah. Yeah. I saw that. That was, the, the, I, that's I mean, now turned on. That's a full time thing. There you go. And, and I imagine with the, with, you know, the Rayvon commitment, whenever it's another big thing like that, I'm sure you guys will do the, uh, the same BCJ live type ordeal for it. Um, yeah. And we'll do, we're going to, we're going to throw that up just whenever like Aaron and I are bored and sitting around. <laughs> yeah. Like people seem to really have re- responded and reacted to the live right. shows. So, yeah. Uh, and we got a sponsor for him now. So let's, uh, let's keep the, keep the train rolling. But okay. Now back oh. to the draft. I'm sorry. I, we, oh, had, no. we have business stuff to get in. I'm trying to get us paid. I'm trying to <laughs> help us make a living here. Well, speaking of getting <laughs> paid and making a living, good, good segue there. You didn't even mean it. Thank you. Good segue. And I, so sauce getting picked. And, you know, Chad, you mentioned this last night with Mo and Aaron, I'm sure you talked about it a little bit, but a, a guy like him in New York and kind of just, just the way that he is, you know, I mentioned him kind of as like, he's like a soft spoken star, if you will. He's not like, you know, you get your Jalen Ramsey's and, and, you know, the other cornerbacks of, of that air that kind of, you know, mouth out and you know, Adam Pac-Man Jones, if you will, that kind of let, he's not let gonna say anything known. out of pocket. Like, right, he's going to talk and be confident, but he's not going to say a bunch of dumb shit. Right, exactly. So, so I I watched his interview, and he's he's out there with Garrett Wilson and Jermaine Johnson, and he's you know talking with both of them, and and you know a lot of people are are directing questions at Sauce to kind of maybe tip him off a little bit, kind of kind of gaslighting him a little bit, trying to get him to you know to to say something you know a little pushy, bringing up the the apple it's New sauce. York. That's what they yeah, do. Exactly, bringing up the apple sauce, bringing up. You know, the fact that he didn't allow any touchdowns in, in college and, you know, different things of that sort. And he every single time his response was, you know, I'm I'm confident. I'm confident in my abilities, but I'm out here to do whatever it takes for my team I'm here to do whatever it takes for my team to win. I'm you know, I believe in this team. I think we're building something special. I, I'm excited to see what we can do with this team. I'm going to do whatever it takes to win. And that that's the sign of someone that has that sauce that, you know, that the air about him, that flair, but in the same sense, he's there for the right reason. And I think what it was was kind of the humble beginnings that he had bringing him up to this. I mean, he was, he's always been kind of having that, 
that air of knowing that he has it inside of him, but the doubters have always been there. You know, I right. that article I, I wrote about him, I posted that video of him back in high school where they're, you know, it's just a little sly interview and, and he's just talking. He's like, yeah, I'm going to get my D1, you know, going to win state, going to get all state, going to get a D1 scholarship, going to go pro. He's checked off every single box. And I think that's the sign of, as you guys have mentioned, it's it's a star in the making and one that's going to do it the right way. Well, if you go back and watch the video where he watched Luke Fickle kind of you know, congratulate him on, on being drafted yep. and calling him sauce for the first time, and he mm-hmm. tears up. And yep. afterwards, I think he said, I think that was the same interview where he said, uh, you know, Luke took a, a, a chance on me. Mm-hmm. And with me being the smallest kid coming into camp, I don't know that I would have taken a chance on me. And he saw something in me. He believed in me. And, you know, I think that just shows exactly who we kind of knew sauce was and gave the nation a chance to see who sauce is, because he's not just always the glim and glam and out here making flamboyant, like I'm going to be a pro bowler and I'm not going to stop until I've shut everyone down or anything. You know I mean? He also has the, I'm going to come back home, like, like my, my ground. And, and I'm, there is a certain humility to him. And we kind of got to see that in that video as he's tearing up and, and just kind of it hit him, I think, like just how much he meant to to Luke and how much he meant to the program and, and how much vice versa. Like, I don't know. I agree. No, I mean, it, 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 that's just kind of the kid he is. And that's why his teammates loved him so much. Right. Like, you know, we talked about this the other night, like it, he when the big play was made, he was always the first one over to congratulate his guys or, you yeah. know, like the, the first one to pick somebody up if something didn't go wrong. Um, he's just a great kid. Like, yeah, you see the flash and you see like the, the chains and the, 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 the grill. Uh, but then you get to know him a little bit and you realize like, he's, he's somebody you want on your team. He's somebody, he's one of those, I want him in my foxhole type guys. Right. Yeah. And uh, you, you can't go wrong with that. So I, I'm happy for him. I think it's a great fit. Um, but you better bring it if you're in New York, because guess what? They start throwing touchdowns on you and and the fun will be gone real fast. <laughs> well, it really will. I His his video with Johnson, you know, showing him the, uh, the all purpose sauce. <laughs> I mean, it's just like that's just a sign of someone that is owning everything that's coming his way you know what i mean it's, I, it's like, still my favorite quote of the weekend when he said do you know what's in there he's like yeah i know what i put the, i put the i put the sauce in the bottle I, I, <laughs> how do you who, do you think i got somebody that puts the sauce in the bottle for me come on right, right. <laughs> oh, no, it's, it, it's perfect man and and he's some uh, he's he's someone that's that's really put it all together and in the interview if you haven't watched his his press conference i i suggest watching it because you can just see the joy that that his two new teammates had. Just every time he answered a question, they're just smiling, you know, big smiles. And that just shows it's just genuine, you know. It, sure, you know, there's going to be a lot of ups and downs, especially playing for the New York Jets. But, I, you know, the fact that he's there giving the confidence, kind of, it's kind of the, the, that contagious confidence that he's bringing. It's, it's, uh, it's going to be awesome. He's going to be someone to watch, no doubt about it, when it comes to uh, the NFL next year. Next, though. The second round came up. I, do you guys kind of agree with me that it, it felt a little long until Alex's name got called? You know, it, it was 
you know, the, the quarterback thing was what it was. And then all of a sudden you start sitting there and you are like, wow, I, are we going to go, you know, all the way to Saturday with, with only one quarterback taken. And then all of a sudden you're like, okay, well maybe Alec will go and you see these other wide receivers going. And then finally Alec Pierce's name gets called. And, and I think it's a spectacular spot for him in the second round, pick number 53, the Indianapolis Colts. And, uh, they fell in love with him. Uh, he had a workout with Reggie Wayne during the pre-draft process. The Colts brought him and Desmond Ritter and Michael Young in uh, for, for a private workout, and he wowed them again. Ballard fell in love with him in Indianapolis. Uh, they they view him as a big-time receiver and one that you know is, is going to have the ability and the opportunity to play right away. Just when you guys heard Alex's name called, and kind of saw the videos and everything. And of course, his his initial conversation with, with the Colts management was kind of very, very Alec Pierce-esque. You know, he was all business, excited, but business ready to get to work. Um, Alec going to the Indianapolis Colts, I think it's a really good fit. Fantastic fit. For- I mean, you're the Colts guy, like they need wide receivers, right? Like yeah. he's got a chance to, to to be on the field immediately with Indianapolis, yes. right? They yeah. were a bottom 10 receiving core prior to Alec getting drafted. Hey, Michael Pittman's their kind of their only guy. T.Y. is kind of dwindling away. Paris Campbell. It, Paris Campbell's always hurt. You know, it's it's definitely a position of need and one that every Colt fan was like, okay, maybe we take a quarterback with, with the second round pick and have him groom under Matt Ryan. And then they're like, but no, we definitely want a wide receiver first and foremost. And And the main thing that a lot of people have said is like, Ballard is is all about the the secondary. Ballard and Wright, they're they're all about the secondary option when it comes to a route running. You know, you read the defense, then react, and then that's that's the route that you run. And they asked Alec about that in his press conference, and he said, "You know, I'm I'm someone that has a lot of physical traits and a physical abilities, but I'm also smart. I'm I'm intelligent, and I like to go out there and play." like an intelligent wide receiver. And so he said he's already got the playbook. He's breaking it down. And and he said that, you know, one of the main thing he's going to try and learn is the ability to have secondary moves during the route. And then of course, playing in the slot is another thing he was asked about a lot. And uh, if he has the positional versatility to do that. So um, he did I, it at UC more than people realize. Yeah. He, he there were some of those, those uh, where he, he came in motion and he was right there in the slot. I think they did it a couple times against Notre Dame in particular, where he kind of would, would come across the middle. But yeah, I mean, I I see a lot, a lot of opportunity for him there in Indy. I just think too many people though are trying to pigeonhole him into the Wes Welker, uh Jordy Nelson. Well, I don't think he's Wes Welker, but I, I do see Jordy Nelson though. I think that's a good comp. I think it's a terrible comp, and I think it's lazy personally. Um, it's it's not. They're the they're the, they were the exact same size. No, I, they're I mean, they're they're just white. Like that's all it is. That's all it is. I, I, I mean, still I still go back to saying that he is a better comp with Mike Evans because he's long, he's rangy, goes up to the get the ball at the peak of where like I don't he he jump over people. I, I just think well, that he's Mike gonna Evans do is like more six five. He's huh? he's a big Alex body six, guy. Four. He's like six three. Yeah, I, I see him. Him and Jordy are close, and, and and I do see some of the jump ball abilities of of Mike Evans. But I think I think he's he brings more than than that. He brings he, more than Jordy Nelson. Jordy Nelson not. isn't Jordy Nelson without Aaron Rodgers. 
he's solid. He he was a really good wide receiver. I, but Joe, you haven't missed anything. Not, nothing's happened. It's been uh, <laughs> it's been very quiet. It's been very very quiet. quiet. We don't that's, have Brady, so we're freaking you, out. That's why you sponsor the Bearcat Journal, Bearcat Bounce Podcast, so that you can catch up. Like you can you can take a couple days away, and then on Monday night you jump in here with us, and we catch you back up. Good to see you, brother. What's up, Danco Joe? Greatest greatest name out there is Danco Joe. Danco Joe, it's the absolute best. But no, I I think one thing that's that's lost in it is that yes, Alec has all these physical tools. Joe, but, did you say did you say ten percent off for every Bearcat drafted? Oh, <laughs> no. wow! I'm kidding, that's no, not real. No. I'm kidding. That is quite a deal. I'm joking. I'm joking. Available only tomorrow at the Inco Transmission. <laughs> we'll have a line out the door, Joe. <laughs> It'd be awesome. It'd be awesome. But yeah, I, I mean, I just think Alec is, uh, he, he fits in great there. Um, someone that can play right away and someone that has the wherewithal to do what it takes to play right away. Um, another guy that constantly is just mentioning that, you know, I'm, I'll, I'll do what it, what it takes to get on the field, do what it takes to help out the team. And I think Matt Ryan will have a nice connection with him right away. Um, I think a lot of people are kind of dismissing the fact that, like, you know, they just look at just stats, some people do. And I don't think you could do that with Alec, you know, because the offense was completely different his, you know, sophomore season and, Yes, you know, not reaching the plateau of a thousand yards, but Des isn't a quarterback that just targets one guy and you know abuses that to the utmost. He's someone that just spreads it all over the place. So stats, you got to throw it out. You just got to look at numbers and uh, production that he had in big games. I think Alex is going to be great in Indianapolis. I agree. I still think it's a fantastic fit, even if we will never agree on his comp, but. <laughs> I mean, you know what? If he's a mix of Jordy Nelson and Mike Evans, then he's he, he's going to be a Pro Bowler. So uh, I I think everyone will take that. Um, but yeah. So then next, Joe said yes, ninety percent off tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> wow. We need all hands on deck then, right? Uh, then next uh, was Brian Cook. Oh no, Des. Jeez, almost almost skipped over Desmond Ritter. So no, does oh no it was Cook yeah no, it was, Cook. It was Brian Cook yeah it's Brian it Cook does, yeah so Brian Cook gets called uh, initially guys were were we surprised I I know Chad I think Dave was mentioning that Cook was a name that was kind of surging up some draft boards and then you know I think uh, the Kansas City Chiefs kind of saw him fell in love with him and and decided hey positional versatility again let's let's go ahead and bring you in. Well, I mean, the honey badger's gone. Yeah. So, okay. 2% for each player drafted. That's 18%, 18 off. Oh, wow. I like tomorrow. That. Let's do a week. We'll do a week. Is that okay, Joe? 18% off for a week at Danco. See, we're cutting deals on it. Like, we're making Aaron, get that banner. Editing. Updating. 18, 18% off. You mentioned the BBP and you get 18% off your service at Danco for the next week. I like it, Joe. I like it. deal. That's a deal. Uh, but, but cook's got a great chance to go in there and be their starter right away Yeah, at that, at that safety spot. And I think it's perfect for him. I mean, 
they struggled in their secondary. They mm-hmm. need they need a guy to come in there. And that was the thing is they didn't they weren't very physical on their back end. Mm-hmm. And uh Brian Cook plays physical. Yeah. Brian, Brian Cook plays angry. Uh so I think that's a uh I think that's a perfect spot for him. He gets a chance to play on a winner. Um, you know, he gets a chance to go in and I think uh I don't know that he'll be hanging out with Travis. Brian, Brian seems a little more uh, reserved. It seems a little more locked in. Uh, I think did, – did you see Travis this past weekend? Yeah. He was having a good time. Oh, Jason was the one that was uh, was amazing. Oh, well, like, but it, no, tra- Travis was at the Gronk, yeah. the Gronk party, yeah. Yeah. I'm talking about Jason, though, doing his, his the, yeah. analysis on Bleacher Report. Oh, yeah. Like any time that the 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 Eagles made a pick or a trade or whatever, like yeah, he's so funny, like so funny. Um, yeah, I mean they literally they, this is absolutely true. They got cooked because he helps fix why the Bengals destroyed them in the second half of those two games. True to end the regular season and in the playoffs, like they're going to be they're placing a high high premium on Brian Cook to come in and be an impact player on that defense. And I think it's perfect. I mean, that guy's going to be able to handle it. Well, you lose a guy like the honey badger and you slot in Brian cook. Who's literally going to die on the field for you. If that's what it takes. Yeah. I mean, I've said this a million times that there were four, four weeks minimum this year where when we got to practice on Tuesday, we fully expected no Brian cook and we'll see how he feels on Saturday. Right. And there he was on the field at practice. Maybe not a full participant all week, but he was out there and he was sometimes you know, though given everything right? he had. Yeah. I mean, shoulder some, brace. Yeah. Like arm in a sling, but he's still out there. <laughs> yeah. Like, he like this. That's, in his uh in his press conference afterwards, I I watched all of them. I I eat eat that stuff up. But uh so in his press conference, they there was a guy who asked. He said, "You know, we noticed you didn't really do any of the pre-draft, you know, you know, preparations yeah. or anything of that sort because of a shoulder injury. How close are you to coming back?" And and Brian kind of like shut him off early. He was like, "Oh, I'm ready. I'm ready to go tomorrow, Coach." Is what he said. Yeah. I was just like, "All yeah. right, there we go." Like he he doesn't like that's a dude that like just regenerates like and I, I talked to to some of the medical staff about it and it's like we've never seen anything like him mm-hmm. if he had something wrong like he was there when the training room opened on Sunday yeah. just so he could get back to practice on Tuesday not so he could play on Saturday mm-hmm. but he wanted to be on the field Tuesday getting ready for the next opponent. That's how serious he took it. He was in there all day Sunday. He's in there all day Monday. And then sure as hell, he's right out there at practice on on Tuesday every week. It was unbelievable. I mean, you guys saw there were weeks that he came off the field like like his arm didn't work. His his nickname should have been Wolverine the way he regenerated, right? Yeah. Or Deadpool or something. Like (laughs) one of those guys that, that fixes themselves. But I don't know. I mean, it's. To go from a guy who had really no offers ended up at zero Howard, star, a, zero star. A, ended up at Howard University. Howard was his only offer. Gets plucked from Howard by this staff and turns into a second round pick for 
the I, I, are the are the Chiefs the the Super Bowl favorites right now in the AFC? They might yeah. be. I think yeah. they might be. Um, we'll see how the offense meshes, but I'd say yeah. So so you end up with potentially the the, the Super Bowl favorites. Unbelievable for this yeah. guy. Like yeah. you asked him as he's transferring or even even accepting the Howard invite. If you told him that this was going to happen, you're going to be a second round pick for the Chiefs. Yeah. Said, stop, stop, man. Yeah, and and he was a cornerback at Howard as well. So and, and he transitioned over to safety when he transferred to Cincinnati. I, you know, is it safe to say he's kind of only scratching the surface? I I feel like there's, it's he's one of those guys where he hasn't quite plateaued. He hasn't peaked. He his best football is ahead of him, if you will. So I I'd agree. I'm I'm just really excited. You know, I saw a lot of Chiefs, uh, you know, fans on Twitter kind of throwing out Eric Berry's name and and different things of that sort. So you know they. The expectations are high, and you just throw on that Georgia tape, and man, he was a menace in that game, and he carried it all throughout last year. Almost 100 tackles. That's a that's a spurt. That's that's unbelievable. And one of my favorite plays of the year. People have always talked about this, but that that screen pass against your guys' favorites, the uh, Central Florida Institute of Technology uh, Golden Knights, <laughs> screen pass out to the left side, and Brian Cook absolutely blew that up. Just a huge, huge play out of Brian. My favorite was still when he tackled the guard and the running back at the same yep. time. Yep. I, I think that was, that, that was, that was UCF too, right? I don't remember. It was either UCF or Tulsa, one of the two. But, yeah, um, I, I mean, he's a, he's a guy that I think is only scratching the surface. Yep. It's awesome. Staying with number six. And now, like, for Bengals fans, that's going to be a bit of a challenge, right? Like, this is kind of the, the, the rivalry – Along with, I think the Bills will be right there, but like at the top of the AFC, uh, and now you're going to have a, a soft spot for one of the guys at the back end of that Chiefs defense, yeah. and on and on their offense. We already had a soft spot for someone on their offense, so yeah, trust not me. fair. I know, trust me. I know, I know. I had to buy a Chiefs jersey. <laughs> not fair. I mean, shoot, I might buy that Chiefs jersey. You know, I I've been tossing it around because I. Uh, I told myself I was going to buy a jersey of one of the draft picks and wear it to the Indy 500 this year. Haven't decided which one I'm going to do yet, but uh, you have to do Pierce, right? Pierce, Pierce Colts <laughs> makes Indy. sense. But no, I agree. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, I mean, I'm a Bengals fan over a Colts fan, so it's kind of just. Uh, but yeah, with, I'd say I go say with Pierce Brooks Colts. and just walk around like, dude. Oh my gosh, I I cannot stress enough. We're going to get to Curtis, but I can't stress enough. Watch the one on one with Big Kurt. After you got drafted by the Colts, it's on the Colts website. It is awesome. But uh, Did next, snarl. Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah, one hundred percent. I'll talk about when, when we get to him. But uh, anything more on Brian Cook? Man, I just think he's just he was. I a, love him. I love oh, him. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And he 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 transferred to ha- from Howard to Cincinnati, knowing that there were two bona fide studs at safety, knowing that the cornerback room was was full of strong players as well. He he bided his time, he learned and he he came out and he dominated this past season. Literally dominated. But next now we will bring him up. Desmond Ritter. Uh Des was one of the, the whole quarterback situation was was so strange this year yep. because uh you know you have of course one taken in the first round, then it kind of was the long drought. And I I don't know which stream you guys watched but on ESPN, on NFL Network, and on ABC, every after every pick, it would come back to the quarterback talk. 
you know, when's the, when's the next quarterback going? This seems like a good spot for a quarterback here. And it just never happened until the third round when there it was the 74th overall pick Desmond Ritter to the Atlanta Falcons. Falcons was a name that we were kind of tossing around a little bit during the pre-draft. He put on the socks. Yeah. How wild that is that? Was wild. That was wild. 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 Oh, and we forgot to mention the Alec Pierce thing with his barber. Did you guys hear yeah. about that? Yeah. I, I didn't. I saw I saw Doyle tweet something about it, but I didn't read it. His barber like texted him or Alex buddy and was like, uh, I want you to go to the Bengals because I want you to stay in town. But my heart is telling me, but God is telling me that you're going to be a Colt. And yeah. sure enough, later in the day, there it was drafted as an Indianapolis Colt. But anyway, back to Des. It was a long wait, but kind of a, a thing that I kind of, I don't necessarily like, but the chip on, you know, Sauce's shoulder now for being taken as, as cornerback too. The the chip on Alec Pierce's shoulder for being not one of the top, you know, wide receivers taken. The chip on now Desmond Ritter's shoulder for, you know, going all the way in the fourth, in the third round. The wait was worth it though. I think he's, he's excited for the opportunity. And I think that Atlanta is as much of an opportunity as, any of them to get in there, establish yourself, do what it takes to to prove that you're worthy of the starting spot. And I mean, it's just him and Marcus Mariota. Just I, I mean, your guys' general overview reaction to Dez going to Atlanta. I'm happy he's not a Pittsburgh Steeler. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, for starters, um, second, you know, kind of uh, behind Marcus Mariota, like there's really not a better place for him to be. I think that's an interesting comp for Des. Right. And, you know, if, if he's Marcus has already been a backup just as recently as last season. So, yeah. I mean, if Marcus ends up being a backup to Des, I think, I don't think he, he's going to be like terribly upset about it. I mean, I don't know. I, it just seems like a situation where Des should be able to win that job before season's end. Mm-hmm. And if not, then you're holding the clipboard for a guy who you should be able to learn quite a bit from. I mean, I don't know that this is like a, a, a season one thing. I think if you're if you're Des, you you play things smart, mm-hmm. you soak up everything you can soak up, and then you go win the job in year two. I think that's that's the the ideal progression for Des here. And, and and it's it's beautiful for him because that off like he's young Marcus Mariota in a lot of ways. Yeah, for sure. So so he's going to be able to learn from a guy that's a lot like him that has a lot of similar traits and qualities. The offense is going to be designed to be very similar to what Dez can do, what Dez is good at. Yep. Um, so I, I just think it's a it's a really nice overall fit for Dez even though it, it happened later than everybody wanted, what matters is what's my path to the field? Right. What's my path to playing time? And his path to playing time in Atlanta is about as good as it would have been anywhere in the NFL. Yep. So I, I, I think that's all you can ask for is just, am I going to come in with a chance during my rookie contract to prove that I'm an NFL starter? And I think Des is going to get that. So I think it's good. I, I think it's a really good spot for him. 
They've got some good weapons. Like if he gets on the field, he's got that's the guy that loves to throw to his tight end. Yep, Kyle Pitts. They got they got the best young tight end in the NFL. They got a uh Alec Pierce look alike type out of Drake London this year. Oh, Drake know? London's a monster. He's a monster. So Drake yeah. London, I did, Dave and I talked about this uh, many times mm-hmm. when talking about the wide receiver talent. I, I think he was the best. Like, go watch those USC games. Yeah. Some of his catches are unreal. They are. And they threw to him like 20 times a game. Like, yep. they didn't even try to hide. We are throwing. There he is. We're throwing yep. to him. Good luck stopping it. And wherever the ball is, he's going to catch it. Right. And so that's going to have that dude in Kyle Pitts. Mm-hmm. To work with as a young quarterback, woo, yep. you can't ask for a much better situation than that. Exactly. And and so Des met with the Falcons at his pro day is what he said. And they kind of put him through a test. You know, Art, Art Smith put him through a, the whole big sit down and, you know, giving him some plays and some reads, this, that, and the other. Went over some, some of the sim- similar plays and reads during the past Cincinnati season. And he aced the test. To his yeah. knowledge is what he thought to the fact that Atlanta told him, we, you don't need to come visit us. We got, we had we got all it. we needed. We got yep. Yeah. We had all we needed from the pro day. So I think Des had a, had a thought in the back of his head that, you know what, Atlanta likes me, you know, and then, but the waiting game probably was stirring a little bit of confusion and whatnot. But Hey, at this point, the waiting game's over and it's just time to get to work. And if there's anyone that gets to work, it's, it's Des and Ritter. So. Really excited yeah, he, to see what he can do. He's he's going into a really good situation. So yeah. uh I, I I happy for Des because I think that's gonna work out well for him. They also have maybe the most athletic tight end in the league down there, and we all know he likes going to the tight end. So I'm just that's that's real talk. I just what? said that. I thought you were talking you were talking about London. Right before that, I was talking about Pitts. Chad, it's we... such a big fact that it had to be said twice. Aaron, I agree. Kyle Pitts. That's fine. Absolute. Yeah, I just said beast. That. Yeah, I'm trying to find things to throw up on here. <laughs> Absolute beast. But before Friday came to Good point, end, Aaron. Good point, Aaron. No, Good point, bro. Really it was. It was a great point. Still got some tension over here. <laughs> it was such a good point. I made it three minutes earlier. Aaron, I think you made a really good point, bro. Moving on. Uh, <laughs> uh, so before Friday came to an end, pick 100, making it five picks inside of the top 100. Majay Sanders to the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, the thing for me with Majay is that it, it's a guy. Like, you think back two or three years ago, probably two years ago, if there was one name you had to pick to say this guy's going to be in the NFL, it would probably be Majay Sanders. And it came to fruition and forever, you know, roller coaster ride that his pre-draft process was. Yeah. It's I'm just happy for him to land on a team and one where kind of I think it's just you know, Arizona's a place where you can kind of get away and just focus and just get after it. And I think Maja Sanders is the type of guy that can feed off of a JJ Watt and feed off the all the other, you know, just veteran defensive players down there, and then also just kind of the the vibe that they have going with with trying to make that next step of becoming playoff contenders and and taking the next step. And I think Maje's really in a good spot. Obviously, it was a tough process, but in the end, he got picked third round, hundredth pick. 
five in the top 100. Yeah, you're a third rounder. You're going to get a shot. Like yep. third rounders are expected to come in and produce. So, you know, it's a good fit for Majay. I think it's a, a good situation for him um, on, a, on a younger team that does have, like you said, and Watt kind of a, a presence in the locker room that he's going to be able to to take some things from. And, and like I said, while those two are probably as uh, polar opposite as it gets in terms of personality, they're both workers. They're both guys that, that are nonstop motor guys, nonstop energy guys. Um, so I think it's going to be a really good spot for Majay to kind of develop and, and grow into his game. And he's got... Yeah. Got good old Zayvon Collins there too. The, uh, rekindle that little uh, little relationship. The AAC power duo. JJ and, Watt uh, on the other side too. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Should be should be fun. You're welcome, Aaron. You are. I agree. You're, You're making welcome. a good point. I agree. Good point, Aaron. That's a good point. <laughs> I'm done uh, with this bit. I was. I was a. Uh, it was it was tough, Kobe not going in the third, but it didn't take long on Saturday for Kobe's name to get called. Seattle Seahawks pretty much right away, pick one hundred nine. Kobe Bryant, you know, I, I, I had his story written up. Maybe maybe we should just throw it up still. But um, so so Kobe, the the coolest thing about him is that he again was a player that came in and was just open to positional versatility. He he played safety for a while his his first year on campus. And then they moved him to corner. The rest was history. If you go back and you remember that one, his sophomore season, he played with a club on his hand for nine games out of the season. And that was when he had his two interception game at Temple. Sadly, it, it resulted in a loss. But still, I mean, two interceptions with a club on your hand is is awesome. And uh, I think he grew into one of the best leaders that have, have come through Cincinnati in a long time. And he is a uh, he's a guy that, you know, I don't want to say he was overshadowed because he won the Thorpe Award, but Sauce gets all the talk, I feel like, and Kobe kind of just kind of goes through the motions, but dominates through the motions, if you will. Um, I'm I'm excited to see him land in Seattle, and I think it's going to be be a really good fit for him because he's he's a guy that's going to work hard and do all it takes to help out his team. I mean, what's the stat he had the most pass breaks breakups? Yeah. Uh, yep. in college football over mm -hmm. his career. So, yeah. I, well, what do you think about when you think about Seattle outside of Marshawn Lynch? Yeah, you think, you think of their secondary. Yeah. And how dominant, how dominant uh, Pete Carroll's secondaries have been over the year yep. years. I, I think it's a, uh, it's a great spot for Kobe to go in, learn. You know, we, we learned he's probably not a boundary corner. Um but he's, yeah. he's a very good field corner. Yeah. They can play man. He can press. He can play off. He can play zone. He gives you a lot of versatility in what you want to do. He's smart. Um, so we'll see. I think I think he's got a good shot there as well. I think it's interesting how much he's played up on the the, men, the Mamba mentality and just oh, yeah. like even, even requesting number eight um, yeah. with Seattle and just kind of just reiterating what we already knew about him and just how much he wants to work, how hard he's going to work for whoever he ended up with. And it, it's, it should be interesting to see how he, the leader he becomes in Seattle. I agree. I think yeah, he'll be a big leader. Sure. Big time leader. Uh, not shortly thereafter. Hey, you know, it, 
Saturday was kind of a it was it was it was a bit of a blur, but one where like you knew that these names were going to be called, and then once the six six round rolled around, then you were kind of like, okay, we'll start calling these doggone names. But next was in the fifth round, Jerome Ford going to Cleveland Browns, and you hear Jerome Ford, and I immediately thought about Kareem Hunt and how I, I believe his contract's up after next season. And kind of just fits that. There's mold. some talk he might not be there this season. Oh, really? So right away then. Uh Ford, man, he was a talk about lightning in a bottle, man. He was this this past season. It's it's hard to really think about another running back that was quite like him in a Cincinnati uniform. He was dominant. And uh he has the ability, I think, to to really stick in the NFL for for a decent amount of time. Um, because he just is that home run hitter. And you know can can help you out in multitude of ways. So I think I think it's a good picking there as well. Yeah, it's just going to be interesting how fast like what's his path to the field given right. their current situation. They they've got three guys. Yeah, you know, Dearness Johnson and mm-hmm. Kareem Hunt and uh, Chubb. So he's gonna he's gonna have to battle. He's gonna have to right. battle to get on the field. But we know he's got the talent. We know he's a willing special teams guy. Uh, mm-hmm. which is going to give him a chance to make the team. Um, so I'm excited for Rome. Uh, I just think he's got, of the nine, I think he's got, you know, the the most difficult immediate situation. And maybe right. by camp that situation changes. Maybe one of those guys is gone. Maybe two of those guys is gone. Um, but, you know, he's going he's gonna to have a, a lot of work in front of him. Uh, but that's okay. Like, you know, he's he's been there before. I think it's fun that he's up there with Hudson, but I don't love that it's a uh, a, a Bengals division rival. So I feel right. a couple different ways about it. Um, yeah, it, and we saw last year how quickly that that depth of the of the running back position needed to be exhausted for the Browns, and saw it also with the Ravens and, and different teams of that. So I think that just kind of that uh, that depth is is something they're trying to add to. But, yeah, I agree. Definitely the, the hardest one to get on the field right away. But we'll see how it shakes out as uh, as it goes throughout. Because, I mean, I think that when Ford first came here, it was obviously, you know, Jared Dokes was was kind of the guy. But I think Ford, by by the end of the season, was just right there as 1A, 1B and uh, had that run against Georgia. So big-time player. Uh, then I think uh, probably one of the steals of the draft, honestly, for me, was Darian Beavers going to the Giants. Um, I mean, sure, it's tough, tough positional fit, you know, you know, kind of a tweener, I guess if you say, but I mean, he just was a guy that just produced so much all throughout this past season, especially in big times uh, and, and at the tail end of last the season before as well. I think he's going to be a good NFL player. I, I really like what Beavers brings. I think he is a, Ready now, body. Ready now, athleticism. I think he's going to fit in and and show everyone. Hey, you guys waited to the sixth round for this. Well, let me show you something. And it's another guy who, you know, if you asked him when he was at UConn, right, and told him that this was going to be how his future played out, he's going to tell you, "Get out of here!" Like, no, that's not happening. Or how about if you ask the Darian Beavers that's in that picture from Coleraine, <laughs> the little little skinny DB <laughs> yeah, from Coleraine. Yeah. Um, as he became a, a giant human and converted over to linebacker. Um, yeah, it should be really interesting to see the way his career plays out uh, with the Giants. 
I'm excited. And then here's the here's the thing with me. Can, can yeah. I can I talk on this one for a second? Yes. It's going to come down to how well he he does in coverage, right? Right. And if what we saw at the Senior Bowl is an indication, he's going to be fine. Yep. And if you can play in coverage, you're going to play in the NFL with his size, with his tackling ability, with his intelligence, with his instincts. If, as long as you show teams can't pick on you in coverage, you're going to be on the field. Yep. And I think he's got a chance to be on the field a lot. Yeah. And I, I mean, I just think he, he got so much better. And, and I think Marcus Freeman talked about it in, in a podcast with you, Chad, on the BCJ a couple years ago. The fact that when, when Darian starts just playing and not thinking, it's all going to click and you're going to see how good of a player he really is. And I think you saw that at the tail end of, of two years ago and then all throughout this past year, he was just playing. And he was so good. He was he was in on the quarterback almost every time he blitzed. He was just a really, really good player. I'm excited to see as he continues to adapt his game and just goes out there and plays and uses his physicality and his athleticism and it just goes all out. So I'm excited to see. Uh, last but not least, let's let's round it out with Curtis Brooks. And man, I was I was yes yes Aaron, I was so happy to see his his name get called. So I, I've got a buddy who does the uh the espn radio show the morning show here in indianapolis his name's kevin bowen he's a cult guy the set and the other and so kevin was texting me about alec and everything like that and then all of a sudden saturday rolls around and and kevin obviously is getting the picks before they're announced and he texts me and he says he says what can you tell me about curtis brooks and i said no way no way the colts drafted curtis brooks uh they're in the sixth round, and man, I'm excited to see what he can do because he has the ultimate chip on his shoulder. He was he was almost getting a little like a little angry during the interview. Not not visibly angry, but you could tell he's got a little <laughs> fire inside of him. And he's like, you know, oh, you guys are gonna you guys are gonna see the work I'm putting in because I'm a little I'm a little angry, a little frustrated with how late I fell in this draft. And man, I just I think he's gonna put it all together because he was so good at times this past season almost the whole season, but at times he was just absolutely dominant. When he was at his best was when this defense was at its best. Yep. Like there's no mistaking that. The yeah. games that Curtis Brooks was great, this defense was a monster. Yep, exactly. I think that's easy. Yeah. And I think Luke Luke even mentioned it. He said that Curtis Brooks could easily be the MVP of the defense or, you know, the most important player on the defense. And, I mean – you're, the main thing with Curtis Brooks, and this is what I, I I told Kevin, was that you know you've got a defense full of Sauce, Kobe, you know I, Brian Cook, all these players that we've already mentioned, Darian Beavers, even Joel DeBlanco, Maya J. Sanders. Like, there's a lot of names to talk about until you get to Curtis Brooks, and Curtis Brooks kind of burst out into the scene this past season, kind of like Elijah Ponder the year before, and. Man, if if his name was up there with 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 theirs earlier, you know, past couple of years, then who knows how high he would have gone? Because I think he's his production just speaks for itself. Yeah, some yeah. of his comps, like I know his uh, his RAS was comparable to Geno Atkins, right? And if he can be a fraction of Geno Atkins, he'll stick around for quite some time. I know the big knock on him is his size, but yeah, it should be a interesting what what the Colts are able to do with him there 
There's no doubt. Um, yet again, watch that one-on-one interview. It's on Colts.com. Man, it's great. Um, it's he, He's the man. I'm excited to see. Uh, one quick thing. We're going to wrap up the draft talk, guys. But I want you guys to take a guess. Out of all the players drafted, who do you think their, their backup that's coming in, who do you think was rated lower than the player that got drafted out of all the players that got drafted this year, all nine players, who do you think their backup that'll be starting this year, or at least it's on, you know, the depth chart right now as a starter, who was rated higher than the player that got drafted? Any guesses coming out of high school? Okay. Uh, no. Prater Bryant. No, no, I'm saying like, like out of the, the players that were drafted. Pretty much no one. Nobody. Yeah. Question is confusing. <laughs> pretty much pretty much what I'm saying is every single player that got drafted, their their backup, the one that's supposed to be playing this season, was, was, was higher rated, rated higher than them coming out of high school. school. Yeah. yeah, you you worded that very strange. <laughs> yeah, because I I decided I was gonna throw it into in as a question at the last second instead of just blurting it out as a statement. You're so. gonna you're gonna have to hit the dollar sign at the bottom of the YouTube and pay for that. <laughs> <laughs> fair, fair. But no, I I mean you look at that graphic that you know some of the coaching staff was tweeting out today is just awesome to see how all these players developed during their time on campus. How all of them have you know turned themselves into these you know kind of a thousand plus fifteen hundred plus in the country and now they're you know one of the players that that were picked in the draft it's just the the growth and the development here is awesome and we saw of course today austin gale was able to tweet a little bit about our boy uh you know brady sadly he couldn't be on but he'll be on next week mentioned brady collins and and how he deserves some credit for developing all these players and there's there's no no better way to say it other than that so it's a also hope for the future, man, because there is a lot I of mean, the, the thing is, Brent, that is a yeah. great stat. You just worded the question really. Yeah. Strangely. That's all. I agree. I agree. I I mean, actually, the so the highest rated one easily was Jerome Ford. And he was going to be higher than everyone. But Corey Kiner was the one that took the cake. <laughs> so Brent having his architect moment. <laughs> sure. Fair. Uh, he doesn't but, know, do you know what that is? Uh, I think we mentioned it on a previous pod, but oh no, 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 no. Ed, it, was, it, it was on the yes, Ed, yes, Ed, yeah. Ed said architect <laughs> like four times, right? So, and well, then when asked about it, he's like, What architect? <laughs> what are you talking about? It's architect, <laughs> yeah, we know. Why, why did you, why did you say architect three times, four no, times? You tell me, but it's uh, it's a, a significant difference from. The players that are that are replacing the, the players that have been drafted and the ones that did get drafted just based off of high school ranking. And I mean they're developing now we get to see what the young kids are all about. Exactly. They're developing under the same people that these these NFL draft picks did. So it's uh these guys were special, but it's it's not like you know, it's more of a reload than a than a rebuild type ordeal. So uh, it's exciting. Oh exciting. Well, I mean, should we should we go ahead and timestamp that real quick? NFL Draft Talk? Yeah, that timestamp is brought to you by Urban Artifact. They're the largest sour-only brewery in the United States. They pack over 700,000 pounds of real fruit into their lineup of fruit tarts every year. 
Swing by Urban Artifacts, Northside Tap Room, mention Bearcat Journal, get $2 off a flight of four tasters. Well, before we move completely on, worth mentioning that Michael Young also picked up as an undrafted free agent Yep, with, uh, with the, Colts. the Colts as well. Uh, Vinny McConnell picked up by the Pittsburgh Steelers. He's the only one that I refuse invite, to. Invite to minicamp. Okay. Didn't didn't sign a uh, didn't sign a a UDF or undrafted free agent UDFA deal invited to minicamp. He's the only one that I couldn't retweet anything out about because I, I couldn't bring myself to do it. Um, <laughs> but I will mention it here. Um, Jordan and Blanco and Jordan Blanco, yeah, but the Saints. Mm-hmm. And awesome. that was an undrafted free agent deal that happened immediately. Immediately. That's always a good sign. When they sign a robot, yeah. <laughs> They've got another really good rookie down there, Pete Warner. So, I mean, Joel DeBlanco is going to learn and just go, Joel. Um, it's awesome. But quickly before we move on to basketball, uh, we got a got a quick mention. Uh, there was a nice commit today. There was. And, and Chad, I want you to go ahead and, and pronounce the last name so that we can all uh, pronounce it. I, I believe it's Drogish. Brady Drogish. Brady Drogish. Yeah. Okay. So, so Brady Drogish. Uh, yeah. What can you tell me about Brady Drogish? From what I can see, man, he is an athlete. Um, and if Gino Gadulli went and saw him throw and he came away saying that this guy can be a quarterback for the University of Cincinnati, then I think the athleticism is going to match the uh, the arm strength. But this it seemed like this would happen pretty quick, Chad. Um what, well, they've what been on him for a it? long time. They've been on him for right. a long time. So here's what I want people to understand. This is kind of the, the quarterback window in the recruiting calendar because coaches are on the road. They're going out and evaluating kids like workouts or whatever. Um, so generally what this means is that quarterback coaches and offensive coordinators are out watching their, their quarterback options throw. Um, and that's like, this is the window that Zach Taylor was out on the road. He went and saw like eight kids. And when he came back off the road, the kid that he had circled was Desmond Ritter. And then they went after Desmond Ritter and got him. Um, this is, this is kind of that window that a lot of times coaches use to decide which is my number one quarterback on the board so Gino went up to Michigan saw the kid throw um offered after seeing him throw uh and then it took a couple days but uh as Allen wrote in his story Alan True wrote in his story he actually committed Friday night like right before Des got drafted um and and coach Fix said you know that was uh that was the good luck charm that that kicked things into gear He's six foot five and runs a four six. He's six foot five, like two hundred pounds, runs a four six forty. At the uh, the Elite Eleven Regional in Columbus, he was the number one rated tester. Yep. Uh, and at that size, to test the way that he tested, this is an athlete. Like it's a state champion. He's a winner. He had great stats as a junior. Um, so I think it's I think it's a perfect kid to bring in behind Luther Richardson. It was like pure pocket passer, big, right. accurate arm. Like, you, I think it's great to bring in kind of a dual threat athlete 
with some size, with some ability. Um, I think it's a really good uh, quarterback get for uh, Gina Gadulli. Absolutely. Isn't this what the staff has done, though, since Luke's been here, where they go every other year, they get – they try to, yeah. More of a pocket presence guy, and then they get the scrambler. So it's interesting that that trend continues with with Drogach here. But he I don't hits, know that he's a scrambler more than he's an athlete. Like he hits every hole. Like I was watching the film today, and good lord, like just every time it's he's in the secondary or passing the secondary. I yeah. Listen to these stats. So passing, he had. 1,467 yards, 15 touchdowns. Rushing, 202 rushes, 1,781 yards, and 24 touchdowns as a quarterback. I, I mean, that's just – man, you mentioned athlete, and, he, and he's 6'5". You know, he's not one of these just kind of running back and, you know, in a playing quarterback. He's 6'5". It looks like he's got some good touch on his deep ball. And, you know, I think it's also one of those where – you trust Gina Gadulli's eye as well. Um, and I, I don't know, man. Uh, he's He is an electrifying athlete, one that is just fast as well. Six foot five, man. Uh, so I think it's a good signing. And, of course, at Michigan, they continue pumping that state and just getting recruits out of Michigan. There's still some big names up there that the Bearcats are after. And, you know, who knows? Hopefully things continue in the right direction out of that state. Anything yeah, else? I mean, that's the yeah. other thing, man. That the, the, the Bearcats in Michigan continue to make hay. They they continue to be an absolute factor uh in a state that you know, up until what two years, three years ago, wasn't a state that they had a ton of success in. Right. Uh now everybody in Michigan kind of knows Cincinnati's coming after some of the top kids in the state. And uh Brady Drogush is another kid that that was one of the best kids in the state of Michigan, one of the best prospects, and he is coming out of his recruiting process as a Bearcat, and we will timestamp that. Timestamp, y'all. Urban Artifact is the largest sour-only brewery in the United States. They pack over seven. I just did that one. Urban Artifact, nope, not that one either. Are you curious to explore what lies beyond standard craft beer? Take a trip to Urban Artifact. They don't make beer. They make fruit tarts. Come see what the world of real fruit has to offer. Swing by Urban Artifacts Northside Tap Room. Mention Bearcat Journal. Get two dollars off a flight of four tasters. Aaron, what do you got tonight? I also have the Spyglass. Okay, oh, going Spyglass tonight? I think that's back to back weeks. We've got the same We're going ones. back to back. Love it. Is he expected to make a move up the rankings? I have no idea. I don't know. Who knows? I mean, I don't know. Shoot. He's the testing leader, though. Um, yep, so timestamp, y'all. Uh, now it's time to, to roll on to basketball. Man, Let's go. two things happened, man. Two big things it's happened. Busy week in the basketball world. Two really big things happened. Landers Nolly, man. You know, I. so so the Rayvon Griffith commitment on Sunday. Yeah. Like, you, you know, you keep on thinking about that, how much excitement that brings you and how, how the, the future and the trajectory completely changes after that commitment. And then you think back that Landers Nolly committed earlier in the week. And you think back that, like, wow, this team, this upcoming season's kind of kind of shaping up. What I was so zoned in on the plot. What what's that look like? <laughs> what's that what's that like? Yeah, can we can we get a picture? 
can you can you bounce it off the wall? Like <laughs> it's one of those translucent ones that you see. I, I need I need bouncy balls. I need Geoff to take a picture or a video and tag Chad on Twitter of what these boiled eggs are like, man. What I mean, seriously, are they are they are they are they petrified now? Or are they? <laughs> wow! Oh my goodness! That's you impressive. Said, you, you said, you I, could, you I don't just, know yet. You, you tap the top of the egg, and the shell just goes. What if you figured out like the easiest way to boil eggs? Comes off like a sleeve. Five minutes, yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> well, good for you, Jeff. <laughs> I wouldn't put that in your salad tomorrow, Geoff. Three. Can try it. Try it though. Maybe. Go ahead, Brent. I'm sorry. I, I didn't I didn't mean to uh oh no, that was he, good. He, he read that they are still edible. They're cooling right now. I mean, I'm have a dentist on call. Like ha, have the dentist number <laughs> dialed up. Just let us know how they are. That's it. Yeah. Just just come back with how they are. A little salt and pepper. Mm, yummy. So anyway, uh Linders Nolly is uh yeah, I, the excitement for this upcoming season, I think, is still should be right there. But man, with the commitment by Rayvon Griffith on Sunday, it's hard not to look further in the future. But Landers Nolly is the right now, the present. He comes in, he's immediately you know one A or one B as as one of the top play, players on the team. Uh, you guys had another live stream during the during the Landers Nolly, I do believe, correct? Right? We did. Yeah. We did. And, yeah. And. Uh, uh, just, just reaction. I guess now thinking back on it, obviously it's been a long time since, and a lot has happened since. But Landers turns this team into okay. They they made some improvements. Let's see how they can do. To man, they they look like they can contend for the top of the AAC instantly now with Nolly in the fold. Yeah, he, he brings length. I mean, that's what they've talked about needing on this team for since Wes got here is that they needed to lengthen the team. And Landers Nolly does just that, while also being a guy who can score kind of at will. I mean, yeah. his freshman year at – was it VTech, right? VTech, yeah. Um, he averaged 15 and a half, um, his best season, uh, but that's because there were a lot of mounds to feed at Memphis uh, since he got there his sophomore year. Um, he's, he's a guy that takes the pressure off with the trickle-down effect from literally everybody else. I mean, it's a little bit less pressure on David DeJulius, a little bit less pressure on Jeremiah Davenport, a little less pressure on Micah Adams-Woods or whoever else happens to be on the court for that matter. Like, it right. just it, it's a great fit for a team that was looking for somebody who wasn't afraid to shoot the ball, for somebody who was – they were looking for somebody who was also able to, you know, spread the floor, and he pretty much checked – every box for what this team needed in a guy as that last spot for uh, the last scholarship they had available. I, Chad, I think Landers could be a star next year. I, is that, am I putting on my rose colored glasses and being too optimistic? No, because, or? because he's been a star, right? He averaged 15 points a game in the ACC mm-hmm. and was, you know, a freshman. Right there, he was on the, he was on their all freshman team in the, in the, in the ACC. Right. And then he went to Memphis and became a first-team All-American Conference player and was the MVP of the NIT, you know, like, there there are definitive things where he's already been a star player. There are 
marks in the road. This is not a guy you're looking to take a jump. And all freshman team in the ACC, pretty good. Yeah. A step above the American. And first team in the American proves he can be a star in the American. Yep. He was kind of he kind of got screwed more than anybody. Yeah. By the roster situation in Memphis. Right. And I get like he's looking to make a name for himself again. Like he's looking to reestablish who he is. And guess what? Wes Miller as a coach ain't about telling you not to shoot. Right. He's going to have the ultimate green light mm-hmm. in this offense. And Aaron's right. It's going to take the pressure off of everyone else. Um, and it's going to give this offense the pop, the punch that it didn't have a season ago. And that that was crit- that was the number one mission of the offseason, right? Find that guy that can offensively give you a little pop, can, can can make you look different on that end of the floor. Now DeJulius is freed up a little more. Now Davenport is freed up a little more. Now, you know, Ezekpe is going to have a little more space to work in that mid-range where he likes to operate because Nolly's going to stretch the defense a little bit. Um, it, it's just an absolute must that they got a kid like him and they went out and maybe got the best version of, of what they needed out of the transfer portal. Yep. So it was it was huge. Yeah. It, like go ahead. Right. It also took patience though, because this wasn't a guy who was available right out of the gate for in the transfer portal, right? So it, it was a matter of everyone had to breathe. Well, he was in there fair fairly. He was in there early. early. He just wasn't looking at Cincinnati early because he didn't want to play in the American. I guess I don't know. I mean, everybody wanted us to make a move though, like as soon as the portal opened. Well, yeah, that's go land somebody that, um, go land somebody that doesn't do things as well as the guy you eventually got. It just shows the value of having some patience, yep, and making sure you got the right guy. And then the domino thing, Aaron, Aaron, it's on my here, I'll, I'll pull it up. Domino thing with with Nolly as well is now you look at Rob Fennessy and you see. Okay, elite perimeter defender. That's that's a perfect complement to what Landers will have. And then you look at Kalu Zikbe, a, a guy who can catch and shoot and make a make a mid range jumper. A guy who can go after. Oh wow! <laughs> eat it. I don't know that I'd eat the middle part. I just don't know if I'd eat the yolk. Uh, the whites don't look terrible, right? Interesting. The whites look okay. The yolks look like like. Uh... Clay, <laughs> not not your not your Reds expert either. In a matter they, of they, fact, did you is that play? They look like Play-Doh. Yeah, they kind of yeah. look like Play-Doh. Like like somebody put Play-Doh inside of a hard like a, a hard broiled egg. All right, whatever. What Just like. drench it in ketchup and eat it. Let us know how it is. <laughs> there we go. But uh, but yeah, I I mean it's just it's it's just the ripple effect. I mean he's he's a really good player. I think he's going to be great here. Like you guys said, opens up more for David, opens up more for everyone. And, you know, and, and it also strengthens the bench too, um, which is just makes this team deep. And I'm fascinated to see what West does with so many different players and different qualities. Cause now all these role players that we were talking about last year 
can can be role players. Roles. Yeah, can fit those roles and actually maximize those roles because they've got a couple stars and a couple shot creators, and I don't know. It, it, it all works out. Speaking of shot creation, Rayvon Griffith. Man, last night was special. You guys had Rayvon on for a little while to be able to to, to chat with him and, and get we're caught also, up. We're also going to get him for an extended sit down here soon. Nice. We were rushed. It was loud. It was noisy. We didn't really get to talk to Rayvon. There's a lot I want to talk to him about, about yeah. what it was like being a viral sensation as a seventh grader and yep. what it was like when, you know, you hit those peaks and valleys in your development and people start to doubt you and, mm-hmm. and how do you, you know, how do you bounce back from that? Like, I've got a lot of interesting stuff I want to talk to Rayvon about. So we're going to get him back on. Um, And maybe if we can, I'd like to kind of do it as a live show again. Um, So people, you know, outside of the podcast format where we're yeah, so many other things to talk about. uh, I'd like to sit down and get like a, uh, a little bit more in detail and we're going to, that's going to happen. I just don't know exactly when, Yeah, Um, but I, he's he's what this program needs yeah i've said it a bunch over this weekend and i said it on on mo today and or on with uh, tony today the way of the ncaa is becoming wings it's becoming a wing oriented game shooting guards small forwards and stretch stretch forwards right those guys if you get the right group and you can mix and match those guys are beginning to dominate the sport and Rayvon fits right in line with, with the way the trend is in college basketball. Him, him and Daniel Skillings just. Yeah. That. Skillings is another one. And Josh Reed Josh and Reed, Landers Nolly. Landers Nolly. Yeah. I mean, it's just all seamlessly, but the other part of college basketball these days, you know, not only on the court, a lot of it is off the court relationships and, how you're able to kind of the recruit becomes the recruiter type ordeal. And I, cause I mean, there's so many different voices that can, can talk to these kids these days. And you know, the fact that Rayvon immediately is like, yeah, I'm going to be an, an ambassador for the program. I'm going to be someone that goes after these guys. And Isaiah Collier is at the top of that list. Uh, I mean, that, that within itself is just the absolute cherry on top to what he brings on the court. Sure. If he can go get Isaiah Collier. <laughs> all right. <laughs> uh, Mick said folks are going to love Ray's coach speak. Uh, you should get that to me. I'll, I'll post it so they can love it. Heck yeah, man. <laughs> and by the way, Mick had Mick had Rayvon's uh, picture as his, as his little, uh, what his banner thing on his Twitter or whatever it's called for a while. And I was just, you know, vibes are always good with that when they felt, but um no, I mean, it's just, you know, the, the fact that he has these connections with the other people in the city. And, yeah, you know, I I live in Indianapolis, so I didn't really get the feel of what it was like in the city. But was I mean, can you kind of sense it's just, you know, the way that he talked about Wes Miller and the fact that Wes was just dedicated to speaking with him and trying to push this hometown hero movement that the football team has done such a good job with. I mean, can can you kind of feel that going on there? Um, you know, oh, you've yeah. been on the on the scene a lot, so the vibes are kind of pushing towards that way. It seems like the city's definitely hype. There's there's no doubt about that. I mean, it's it's 
look, there's not a lot of top 50 talent that rolls through Cincinnati in basketball. It's right. not a common thing. So when it is a thing, especially with a kid like we talked about that went viral in seventh grade, yeah. like this kid's been a big deal for a long time. So mm -hmm. when you can have a new coach come in and immediately identify Rayvon and then spend a full year building that relationship and have it culminate in a commitment, the city's going to buy in. The city's going to be very excited and they're very excited. I mean, there were, you know, what, 2,000, 2,500 uh, people on his Instagram live. We had a record last night for live viewers uh, during our live show. So, like, it's 297. Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. And we had over 1,000 people drop in, right? Yeah, it was 1,000 people. It was, what, an hour show. We had 1,000 people drop in, and, and at one time, we had 300 people uh, there. Like So, yeah. People were fired up about it. People were waiting for it. And uh, once it happened, like the city has something now tangible they can plant the West Miller flag on uh, that, that he got done. People were so excited. They were super subbing out of nowhere and <laughs> making donations. Like, right. I mean, it didn't, none of it made any sense. <laughs> Well, and then CBS Sports just could not stop talking about John Robb winning the Mexico Open, man. I tell you what, that, that was a drag part. But aside from that, man, it's just an awesome, awesome night, awesome thing. You know, even the exposure on, on the CBS Sports and, you know, having the ability to kind of, you know, talk about him and his effect, you know, get getting a comparison to Josh Jackson, who, I mean, Chad, did you see Josh play back in his high school? Oh, yeah. He was top oh, five yeah. in the country. I, I think he was like number one at one point, but. I, I mean, obviously, he's got a little bit different of a, you know. Well, Josh was a little bit more level. developed at that right. point, right? But, but yeah, I mean, I, 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 like, I don't hate, I hate comparisons in general, yeah, right? But like three level score, advanced passing game. Uh, the one thing I'd like to see, I'd like to see Ray rebounded a little bit more. Uh, yeah. I think if there's one area that he needs to take a step, uh, you know. What you want, but in high school, that's tough. What you don't want to do is to get like two over the back fouls, yeah, two cheap over the yeah, back right. fouls that right. take you out and and don't let you do what you do, especially at um, TAC, where they're probably the teams they're playing are probably trying to coax them into that, sure. Uh, but he's going to need to improve in that area, but everywhere else, like he has what it takes, like he, he's already proving he can do the things that need to be done. Will there be an adjustment period? Yes. Does he still have things to work on and room to grow? Yes. Is he a finished product? No. Is he an outstanding prospect that makes this team better the day he steps on the court? Yes. Yeah, he is. That's what matters. And going in, going into the Big 12, you need that. So that's a, it's a monster, monster thing. So. Well, again, watch the Big 12. Yeah. There are a lot of guys that look like him. Right. And that was the problem when you watched UC last year that made everybody nervous. Me and Mo talked about this last night on the nightcap. Mm -hmm. There wasn't a lot of guys. When you watched the Big 12 and you watched UC play, you felt like you were kind of watching two different sports. Right, right, true. Very true. That's just the truth. That's the reality of the situation. Mm -hmm. With a guy like Rayvon, with a guy like Nolly, with a guy like Skillings, with a guy like Reed, Hopefully with the guy like Sage as he comes in and develops. Right. All of a sudden, you start looking a lot more like the people you're going to be competing against as opposed to 
you know, dreading Houston yeah. and Memphis <laughs> right. every time they come up on the schedule. Right. And why? Because those teams had six, five, six, 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 seven, six, eight guys mm-hmm. that are going to battle and score and defend and, and play the type of basketball that wins at the highest level of the NCAA right now, because it's so, yeah, he is. He's a, he's a great kid. Yes. Like, he understands. Got to keep working. That. Yep. Um, but that's the thing. Like that's that's kind of a, a it's it's a great start to a point, Brent and, and Aaron both. When you're a Memphis, right, and you have those guys, when you go into a game, you already have an instant advantage because a guy, for the most part, unless you're playing at the very top of the sport, the team across from you doesn't have the ability to match your length and your athleticism and your skill two, three, four. Right. Right. And and you just keep coming at them and coming at them and coming at them. And what happens eventually you hit one of those 18 to two runs yep. and a, a four point lead turns into a 20 point lead. Mm-hmm. And you know, the, the game's a lot easier that way. A lot and, easier that way. And, you know, when you can get these guys, from high school, develop them, get them in the program. Then you can go to the portal and find the the, the mixes and matches that you need to, to, to build the roster completely. Accoutrements. Right. But then you're not searching in the main – you're not searching in the portal for the main dish. You're right. searching for the accoutrements. Good point. Excellent word. Word Thank of the you. podcast. Word of the podcast. Go ahead. Accoutrements. Ooh. That is that is that the name of the pod? It's got a little, it's got a little twang to it. I like it. I like it. So I I, I guess the next question I don't is, know how to spell it. Okay. A, a cool ask thing. ask Google. Siri. Hi, Siri. Oh, Which means Aaron doesn't know how to spell it either. It's not an English word. Okay. Okay. It's French. We we right. oui, I did oui, take oui, French all throughout French. high school. Bonjour. You know how to spell accoutrement? Bonjour, mon ami. A C O U R T R A M O U N T S. Bonjour. Bonjour. Arrivederci. Oh, Paul's on A C O U T R E M E N T S. You were way. Paul, I was close. Jeez, man. No, you weren't. Anyway, so the video that uh, that was posted uh are now Collier and Page. Oh, what do we think? Uh Collier for sure and Page is quickly moving up that that uh list. I, I think with Page you still want to see a little bit more. I guess is all still so very new how fast he's developing. But you also want to make sure that you're recruiting him at a uh aggressive level right now because if it is true there's gonna be a lot of people that that are gonna jump on that train here's the the one here's what's interesting about that that i have learned uh they do have a desire it's and it's not a package deal they just both know for each other like it's a good idea if they play together in college so it's something that's at least on the table they're not looking to play together in college but they are aware it would be a pretty good idea if they did play together in college. Uh, so if you get Collier, getting Page becomes uh, a little more uh, reasonable of a proposition. 
because from what I've heard, Page and his crew understand that Isaiah Collier could make them a lot of money. <laughs> right? Like, you go play college with that kid, the way he sets you up already, and he starts setting you up like that on national TV, on ESPN, yep. and you're 6'9", and long, and bouncy, and, and all that. Like, Playing in the best conference in the, in right. the country. Like, like that's it's a, it's a good idea. Yeah, I agree. Also seems like a lot of fun. Like what? playing playing with your friends passes from Isaiah then, and playing with your friends is fun, right? And so if they already have this type of a relationship, like and and maybe you, you start messing with, like you said, Paige and, and all of that, and now all of a sudden you're talking about you know McKinley potentially in the mix too, and all of a sudden you got all these but dudes who are friends. Sure, but you know we're talking down the line when you're talking yeah. about uh, McKinley and, and uh, McBride. But all of a sudden, you got all these dudes who are friends who've been hanging out at these tournaments, going to watch their boy play and all of that, and they're all together. That's what you want. You want to have fun playing hoops with your friends, and I, I, that's definitely something I feel like this team has has been lacking for a long time. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, two two things also. Uh, first off, I love the staff tweeting out the movement. Um, that's the new thing. The new that's the new tagline. The movement. Yeah. I mean, it's just the 2023 class. The tagline for the 2023 class is the movement. I, I mean, it's a future title for a 30 for 30, right? The movement. <laughs> if it works, if it works, hell yeah. Yeah. What if I told you? you <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, and then the second thing. So the video came out. Great video. First off, I need you guys. We can't play it. No, no, no. Yeah. But I need you to rank Coach West Miller's gritty. It was solid. It wasn't yes. tight, like it was a little loose, right? It wasn't. Right. It wasn't like a Jamar Chase's gritty is very tight. Yeah. Michael Young's gritty very tight, like the steps. Yep. It was a little long. The stride was a little long. Yeah. True. True. But I'd give it like a. I don't know, seven and a half. Oh, wow. It was a guy in his late 30s doing the gritty. What it, I mean, you can't ask for much better than that. No, I thought I thought it was great, especially, you know, because you're it, doing it right there with Rayvon Griffin. Right. It but, was it was yeah. definitely way better than like Adam Schefter. It was way less creepy than anything that uh coach Brian Kelly has done down at LSU. We probably need to check if his ACL is torn buses <laughs> like Adam Schefter. He's good. He's, he's good. good. He's good. There we go. Um, and, and then, of course, you saw a lot of people comment on the video and, and retweet it and repost it on Instagram. You know, the likes yeah. of T. Higgins. You know, Isaiah Collier was was responding to it. You know, McKinley was responding to it. Uh, Ronnie James was reposting it. Um, just, you know, so it, it, it's, it's a big commitment. It's a big movement. The movement. For this it's not a basketball program, the 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 movement, the right. movement. movement, not the right. Ohio. Oh, it's the movement. Yuck, yuck, yuck. But uh, but yeah, I'm, I mean, obviously, it's a big, big time for the program because obviously, you get that first big commit, local commit in town, and and one that already seems to be bleeding red and black, and and wanting to do all it takes to improve the program. And uh, man, that's a a great piece to to add and then one you know it's, it's like you got daniel skillings coming in next year 
and Rayvon Griffith right after that. Like, it's just, that's a lot of excitement. Um, but yeah, so anything else as far as, go ahead. Here's what I'd say to anyone that, um, to anyone that's like, oh, you know, he was going to go somewhere else, but the offer got pulled or any dumbasses on Twitter trying to make themselves look smart. That video wasn't shot like Friday, right? Yeah. When he announced his top five, this thing was very close to the finish line. And shortly thereafter, it was across the finish line. As in, right around the time he announced his commitment date. What we don't do, we don't mess with kids' announcements. But it wasn't a secret that the Griffith family was in Fifth Third Arena shooting the commitment video when they did. Like... Fifth Third Arena is a big place. There's a lot of people that that are, work there or in and around the building every day. That stuff just isn't secret, you know? Yeah. So if you think you know something, you don't. It's just simply say the deal, congratulate the Cincinnati staff for getting the job done. They got the job done. Relax, Reed. That's not happening. <laughs> so, so in a way, Rayvon's top five was just of a courtesy for the other schools. It was a courtesy for the other four schools, right? <laughs> it was just being nice to them, right? Right. Uh, but no, yeah, it's it's awesome. my mentions are a wild deal. The things people say in my mentions, it's a, it's a wild deal. Better yours than mine, because agreed. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't like that. But um but yeah, I mean obviously it was it was a big day for the, the program, big day for the school, big day for the city. So um and I think it's it's gonna be a ripple effect, it's gonna be a domino effect, and I think that perfectly the staff has set this year's team up to have success, which then just even further opens up your exposure, even further shows that things are heading in the right direction. And uh I don't know, man. It's uh excitement's like right there, and I'm I'm obviously all in. So, would you say you're fired up? Oh man, I'm so fired up. Two feet in, ten toes down, man. Wes Miller to the sky, my man. Uh, but anything else as far as basketball and and, and recruiting goes, guys? I don't know. I, I feel like it's worth mentioning that it's, people were talking about on the boards today just how many four stars are currently with the program. Yeah. right now uh yeah. compared to where this program has been over the course of the last like what five years right right um it's it's a, a breath of fresh air it is it really is i mean daniel skillings is going to be on campus this <laughs> season and then remember that's just hmm. at this level what Wes miller is used to is being at north carolina and you know what you have at north right. carolina four and five stars Right. Lots of that's them. That's it. Like a whole roster full of them. So, yep. yeah. And man, I, you know what? You listen to all these recruits talk, Landers talk, you know, Rayvon talk. People love Wes Miller. It is just so obvious how much what people love Wes Miller, which, I mean, man, Cincinnati is lucky to have him. Uh, and it, it's only a matter of time until the results on the court really start to, to echo how hard he works and how hard that staff works. So I'm excited for the very near future and the future past that. So 
Um, Chad, any anything real quick from uh, from your, your your time up in Fort Wayne? I mean, I followed Raybon around. I watched Ra- uh, Rally Burgess quite a bit. The uh, the young big man from Sycamore, twenty twenty four, really skilled, can shoot it. I need to see him be a little tougher, a little more physical. Um, he plays with Flory Badunga, so I watched him a little bit more. Your boy. Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> that one's not going to happen uh, right. unless one certain specific thing happens. But, um, yeah, it was it was a good event. I mean, I, I love going up there. It's kind of it's kind of changed a little bit over the years. It used to be like, it was like the, one of the main uh, events for all the different shoe companies to fly into town. It's kind of become a little bit more of just a regional deal where it's Ohio, the best, the best teams from Ohio, Indiana, Michigan, uh, Illinois, and a like a little bit of like a, like Wisconsin, there's a team, Kayvon Looney's team was there. Um, they're a lot of fun to watch, but I don't know that UC's recruiting any of those guys. Um, but yeah, I mean, Tyler was there. Tyler McKinley and AJ McBride came over and watched Rayvon play on Saturday night. Okay. Uh, so that was pretty interesting to see. Um, other than that, it was it was a pretty standard AAU event. Uh, it's it, you you realize how spoiled you get and remember what it used to be like because it's an event that still has what in the AAU world is called pool play mm-hmm. and pool play is generally like one really good team. And then two or three, like, uh, what do they call them in wrestling jobbers? Yeah. <laughs> so like the first day and a half, you're just watching a really good team play, you know, uh, a team full of six, two, uh, white kids from Wisconsin. Right. And you can't take a ton from it. But then as you get into Saturday night and Sunday, um, it gets a lot better. Here's the actual, there's a, there's a change that was made a couple of years ago that makes that type of event not nearly as fun as it used to be. Because it used to be like you could just play as many games as, you know. So like Saturday at Spies, teams used to play like four games. Like they'd play a game in the morning, they'd play a game in the early afternoon, they'd play a game in the late afternoon, and they'd play a game at like nine o'clock at night. You can only play two games now a day. Oh, really? Huh. Yeah. Like that's a that's that's part of like one of the changes to why we've gone to the shoe circuits. Right. And they do like the they have like a regular season. Right. And you play a game on Friday night, two games on Saturday, and a game on Sunday. Uh, and everybody gets four games in the standings and it builds towards like the the finals in July. Okay. Uh, but it used to be these tournaments, like you'd play three games between when the tournament started Friday night and midday Saturday. And then there would be like a, like a 32 team tournament that started Saturday night, went into Sunday morning and finished at like four o'clock, five o'clock on Sunday afternoon. You'd get to see these kids play six, seven games a weekend. Blasting out games. Yeah. Yeah. Now they play four. You get, you know, you get one game Friday night, two games on Saturday, one game on Sunday, hit the road. I think they I think they might do two games on Sunday as well now. Um, but yeah, it's a it's a whole different world. 
McKinley highlights are looking good as well. That's uh, that's what I got to really say about good. him, man. Really, really good. His his little uh, little drive stop turn fadeaway is absolutely. He's, he's got he's got the he's got the Dirk move. Yeah, kind of in his does. bag. Yeah, he's he looks good. So nice. That'll be uh, even more recruiting coming as the offseason comes. But man, this team's starting to shape up for next year as well. A lot of excitement heading into that year. But uh, I think it's time for a little uh, little timestamp, y'all. What do you say, Eric? Uh, I've got number six this time. Do you know that Urban Artifacts Building, the historic St. Patrick's Church, is 150 years old? They operate what? their tap room in the basement. And upstairs, they offer the reliquary. I think I got that right this time. We went over it the, last the reliquary. time. <laughs> the reliquary. That's an event space. Reliquary. Yeah, the reliquary. Uh, swing by Urban Artifacts Northside Tap Room. Mention Bearcat Journal. Get $2 off a flight of four tasters. Cheers, Aaron. Cheers. Time for that mailbag. A BBP mailbag. So here's the deal. Time, we're, 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 we're switching notes on the mailbag because the mailbag has gotten entirely too long some weeks. Uh, Did a two-hour and 45-minute 40 show last week. Well, yeah. one full hour was the mailbag. Yes. No, it's not like Travion Williams. Travion Williams is like Tractor Trailer or like uh, the Escalade from uh, the And One mixtape. No. <laughs> McKinley's game is not like that. There are videos on the internet where you can watch and form your own opinions. I don't you know. Um, is McBride a legit target? Uh, yeah. I mean, he's going to have to continue developing. He's not like a surefire top 50 guy, but for a system that wants to run and press, like finding a 6'6", 6'7", long, wiry athlete that can press, run, jump, and dunk, uh, that guy's going to be definitely a uh, – a target. So here's the deal. You see that little dollar sign button down there? If you want a question read, donate. And we will read your question. No questions asked every time if you donate. If not, put it in the mailbag. If you have one of the best questions, then we will read the question from the mailbag. But these things have gotten uh, cumbersome. Cumberland. Life has become cumbersome, but uh, but the mailbag has become <laughs> cumbersome. Chat. So if you have a question, you have to have answered. Donate, and we will answer every time. It's in your chat on YouTube. You just see the little dollar sign down there. Uh, if you're not watching on YouTube, get over to YouTube, and you can find uh, where the donate button is. And you donate. Yeah, McBride is a crazy athlete for sure. Uh, he did not get that from his dad. I can guarantee you that. Uh, but donate if you have to have a question asked. If not, leave it in the mailbag. And if Aaron deems it worthy, then he will put it up on the screen. Oh, Aaron, Man, I'm blessed. I'm, but uh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna get some hate for this. <laughs> one last thing on on the on, on McKinley. When you watch his highlights and and he does those shots, you wouldn't expect him to then rise up and throw one down. But then you see a little bit later in the highlight. He does a drive, does a spin or something, and then goes up and slams it home. I, yeah, I mean, he's he's not a crazy athlete, but he's right. a good enough athlete. He's got it. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right, here we go. Into the mailbag. Chad, in your opinion, why are football decommits a more common occurrence versus basketball decommits outside of roster size? 
Because in football, a commitment just tells every other coach who the main competition is. You got to recruit me harder, coach. Yeah. And in basketball, generally, when you commit, the coaching community backs off. Uh, in football, a commitment is just kind of a, a sign of now I know who I have to beat to get this kid. And in basketball, and we'll see now with, with NIL if it changes in basketball. But there's always kind of been a code in basketball that, like, if a until, kid commits. Until the Hurricanes entered the chat. Right. So we'll see if that changes. But as it has been, uh, basketball operates much more on a, an honor code between coaches, and football is more of a free-for-all. All right. Uh, where would you set the over-under on number of Bearcats drafted next year? Three and a half, I think, is a good number to start. I think, again, because we it's just because we don't know, like, who has a breakout season. Like, it, if I would have told you guys Brian Cook was going to step into that safety spot and become a second-round draft pick, you would have told me I was a lunatic this time last year. Um, there are going to be guys that are going to emerge. The, the, the interesting part, I think, is – a lot of the guys that I think that are eventually going to be NFL guys are only going to have one year on tape and they're still going to have eligibility left. So do they come back to continue to build that tape or do they take a chance and go to the draft? Um, That's the, like, that's where the COVID year throws a lot of this off, right? If we were looking at, we know specifically, these are going to be all the guys that are out of eligibility we maybe would have a better idea. But I think, like, I think Briggs has got a shot. I think Van's Wiley. got a shot. Wiley and Taylor, I think, are going to go for sure. Maybe I should say four. Maybe four and a half is a better number. And then I, you think, have I the, think three and a half, everybody takes the over. I think four and a half is a little bit better, like, a, a if I'm thinking, like, Vegas. Yeah. yeah. Well, because then you have, like, then Huber, Jaheim Thomas, Deshaun Pace. But and Thomas then, would have to be an early enrollee, so he right. would have to have like a, a monster a, season. Yeah, yeah. And then I don't Hicks, Arquan Bush, I mean, Sean Pace, Nick Mardner, Nick Mardner. Yeah, I mean the potential's out there for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, that should be interesting. I, I guess you also have to consider how many question marks there are at starting positions as well, because we don't necessarily know. Yeah. What, what the ones and twos are going to look like at the end of a uh, higher ground. So Jake Renfro. I mean, yeah. I mean, in, in turn, like there were what five centers taken, six centers taken. Yeah. Like Renfro was a freshman, all American. Like uh, if he has another great year at center, mm-hmm. he could be, he could be a possibility as well. I, I'd say four and a half. Stay healthy. Yeah. All right. Uh, what offensive skill player, running back, wide receiver, tight end, do you think will lead the team in points? Which player on defense do you think will lead the defense in tackling? I think it's a great question. That's a good one, yeah. Um, or Kiner. You're going Kiner. Wiley or Kiner for me. Trey Tucker. Do you think Trey Tucker gets enough red zone touches to lead the team in touchdowns? I think that he might end up with special team points. Yeah, but are you really like what are you counting on an additional 
12, for 12 points. Yeah, one touchdown, two touchdowns. But he doesn't return punts, so he just does kickoffs. I think it's a, I think it's a risky – not that I don't think Trey's going to have a great year because I do. I just think, like, when you're in the red, red zone, you've got Kiner, you've got Wiley, you've got Taylor, you've got Mardner, you've got yeah. – You've got I, Trace or uh, Tyler Scott. You already took. Scott. You already took Kiner. I, I went off. I went off the grid. Okay, I like it. We're just discussing. I'm not saying it's terrible. I'm just saying we're discussing. Who you got? I, it. Uh, I said. I said Wiley. Okay. Um, I mean, he had what eight or something? Yeah, two years ago. Yeah, or last year, and then all of Alec Pierce's touchdowns are up for grabs now. So. so Wrap back around, Brent. Who you who's just gonna lead the defense in tackles? Man, you want to say Deshaun Pace, but he's doing that. But he that splits split time, with, time Van Fossen. with Van Fossen. So uh man, I think I think it might be Huber. Um, if he can lock down that middle linebacker spot. Uh, Huber or Thomas for me, because I don't think any of the safeties are gonna come in and, and be like that Derek Forrest, Brian Cook right away. So um I'll go I'll go Huber. I think I agree with Huber. Well, then I'll go Jaheim Thomas. Okay. I think it's going to be I will also say, I will not be shocked if it's Deshaun Pace even splitting time. Right. Right. Or or even if it's like a, I mean, not a lineman, but if like, say like Brian Threats owns his hard hitting coming from behind safety spot, I don't know. But yeah, Huber's a safe one. Looking at what happened with Jordan Addison being bought by USC through NIL, is there anything being put in place to keep the best players at UC? Yes. Next question. (laughs) Uh, Which program will make it faster to a Final Four again, basketball or football? And your expert opinion is PG or quarterback, point guard or quarterback, more important to their respective sport? Quarterback. Probably well. Uh, here's the argument for point guard, and I I kind of tend to agree with quarterback, but a point guard has to play both sides, right? Like a point guard yeah. has to play offense and defense. They're on the yeah. the court the entire game. They they're not on the sidelines half of the time. Both have the ball in their hands. Good point. A point guard these days tends to score, might be more of a scorer than than it used to be, right? Right. So. I lean quarterback, but there's a great argument for point guard. It's kind of like yeah. the baseball argument, like a dominant starter, but the starter only goes once every Which five like days. Slugger. Yeah. Right. Yeah, um, I, I mean, yeah, I guess you could say that because obviously it's like, I mean, could you name both of the starters for Michigan and Georgia just right away? Probably have to think about it a little bit. So, yeah, right. yeah I agree with that a little bit, yeah. What about Final the first four faster? I was gonna say, what about the first part of that question? I I'd say football. I mean, right now you have to say football, right? Because the football program's up and running, but like right. that could very easily in two years be a completely different answer. So right now I would say like a moment in time answer football. Right. I think the fact that they're going into the Big 12 changes everything because the percentages go way up being a part of a power five as opposed to being in the g5 
That said, football. correct. Uh, that said, the percentages and, and, are and, and, the percentages and, are higher in general for football than in basketball because right, you don't have to navigate through a sixty-eight team tournament. Well, right. two hundred and fifty-six teams just to get there, right? Or however I mean, many. I mean, are. technically, in the last twenty years, Cincinnati has been to two football Final Fours. It, if you want to kind of yeah. like talk about it that way, no, you're right. And then, in 09, they would have been a top four team, right? At the they were a top four team at the end of the season, yeah. And then you think all the way back to 1992, so it's definitely I I say football. Very difficult to get through that tournament as one of the final four teams. But you could get hot. You could have a special team, and things break your way, and hopefully all of a sudden you're. Hopefully we see making a run or something. A yeah. couple of those teams being yeah. pretty special in the near future. That'd be cool. What's the way too early projected win total for 22-23 now that Nolly is in place and the roster looks to be set? Let's be honest. I mean, we, we have to see the, the schedule. schedule. We know so Maui, the Maui Invitational. Yeah, that's... Ho- hopefully that's we draw tough. Louisville in round one. <laughs> and Ohio um, State in round two. <laughs> Without seeing a schedule, I think they're four wins better than last year. So, 22. Without seeing a schedule, I'll go 24. I like your optimism. Oh, we're... No comment. Brent just lost a lot of oxygen to his brain when you said 24. It went somewhere else. (laughs) I just... I think... I think that there is a drop off in the conference. Talking to each other, right? I, I, th- <laughs> I think there's a drop off in the conference, and because Houston's not going to be as good, I don't think Memphis is not going to be as good, I don't think, and Cincinnati got significantly better. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm with you. Yeah, you're going 24 as well. I'll go 25. How about he, that? He, he's like, I blacked out. I don't remember what you said. No, I got 25. <laughs> I mean, I just I, I think Nolly is so good. Like watching his highlights, it's just Bearcats didn't uh, have that player at all. I know this no. is a, a question that was on the board, but I didn't I didn't put it. Oh no, I did put it. It's right here. Is there a good feeling Nolly will stay for two years, or is it more of a wait and see how this season goes scenario? Wait and see. Like it. Average 18 and you right. are first right. team he's, all he's, AAC. He shoots 38% from three, averages 19 and, points a game. And then and you're Johnny Juice. He, he just got here. He's not even here. He's still finishing his, his stuff at Memphis. He, he hasn't had a workout. He hasn't taken a shower in the, in the locker room yet. Like, <laughs> calm down. Uh, any updates on Vic? He dropped a pick and looked like a beast. Where do the coaches see his role in 22-23? Uh, important factor at the five. I think he's going to play the five. No more messing around at the four uh, because of the roster construction. Um, as long as he can he can get through this offseason healthy, he's going to be a significant factor on this roster at the five. Conditioning and health, for sure. Yeah, Aaron, you, you took Mr. Optimism and made him – Turn it up to 12. Turn something up. All right. Six six to midnight. (laughs) Outside of the milk and cookies gifts, each of your top five favorite Bearcat gifts on Twitter. I don't know if we need to do top five, but I say top three. 
I think top three. The West Miller Gritty is now. That's it. That's it. Up there. That's definitely top three. I'm always a big fan of Justin Jennifer with the with the Cincinnati pop coming off. Yeah. Yep. I love that one. Um, Have you ever seen the one where the Bearcat does like the the slow snail across the court? Yeah. That was so funny live. Yeah. Like that oh, one is great. Oh my god! Like because the other team on is one on the game. floor. The other team was on the floor, standing there. He's going he's through like, them. Wasn't that before tip off? Right? No, it was a, during a timeout, like a TV a timeout. Coming out of a timeout. I think he did something before tip off one time, man. And and the the pizza debacle with him earlier. That was the same that. game. The worm yeah, and the, and the pizza debacle was the same game. Oh, yeah. And for me, my number one is Tobes. Yeah, that's, that's a good one. That's my number one for sure. I like the Melvin Levitt, like just fists everywhere. Yeah, I think that's a good one. Um, doesn't Kenyon Martin have one where he turns around and looks at the camera? Yeah, and then there's the helicopter from the rafters yeah. where he swings on the rim. That's yep, that's another good one. I like there's a lot of them. There's a lot of them. Yeah. Kenyans are just, I mean, because Kenyon was, that was, that was awesome. So, yeah. All the Kenyan ones, every Kenyan gift, throw it in there. Um, I like hey, the Maja. Hey, yeah. Hey, remember Maja. that time that you did that thing? That was awesome. It was awesome. So awesome. Aaron's too young. How, you're not too young for that. Chris From- Farley interviewing Paul McCartney on Saturday Night Live. He was like, hey, remember that time? That you did this, and Paul McCartney would be like, "Yeah," and he would go, "That was awesome. <laughs> it was great. It was the most awkward segment, but it was so funny." Good old Chris Farley. All right, um, rapid fire from Skins, New Balance, or literally Ooh, any other pickle shoes. hanging from the rafters. Yeah, yeah, pickle. Mm-hmm. I forgot about that one. That one is a good one. Uh, New Balance or literally any other shoes? I'm going literally any other shoes. I had a cool pair of New Balances, but I'm going literally any other shoes. Okay. Um, I'm a Skechers guy. Mainly because they have like this... uh, I have wide feet. No, I I don't care. They have wide feet. Like My my feet aren't long, but they're, they're wide. And Skechers makes the best wide fit shoe that I've found. I've tried New Balance. I didn't like their their insole on their their wide fit. They didn't they didn't do do much for me. The worst rapid fire answerer ever. Uh, rum or gin? I go rum. Gin. Gin is disgusting. For some reason, my body hates the taste of gin. Same with me with rum. And Jennifer Love Hewitt or Lacey Shaber, and why is the answer both? Because, uh, because party of five. Both. That's that's why the answer is both. Both. I, I, I mean, have you guys seen the Girl Next Door? Yeah, uh, that's uh, Alicia Cuthbert. Cuthbert. Oh, yeah. I thought that was Lacey Shaber. Who's Lacey Shaber? Oh, yeah, the girl from, from Mean Girls. The girl from Party Five. From Mean Girls. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Both. Yeah, both. both. All right. Um, need a Bearcat getting arrested gif. <laughs> uh, just a comment. Thank you, Chad, for turning me on to Dixie Chili. I thought you'd enjoy that one. 
Oh, Dixie Chili. Like, look, I love Skyline. I eat Skyline a lot. But Dixie Chili is the best Cincinnati chili. Facts. Big facts. Even though you're in Kentucky. You you skipped the first half of Skin's question, by the way. I did. It's true. Because it doesn't fit in the, the thing. Not my problem. Chad, was it a Central Florida Tech grad who screwed up your room situation at the AAU event? That's funny. Uh, yeah, it might have been. It probably was. Although, I, I don't know how many of them migrate to Indianapolis uh, to screw up my room situation. Well, if they got if they got transferred room. as the uh, hotel manager, who knows? Yeah, right. Does know. Indianapolis is a busy place. What's the mail? That's the mailbag. Was that? well, did you get messed up in Indy? Yeah, that like it was a nightmare. They so I, I checked in and the lady was clearly like she had probably been on the job for like four hours. That that was her experience at a hotel front desk. So she booked me in a uh one of the handicap accessible rooms. Oh. But only for one night when I paid for two nights. So then the second night they needed the handicap accessible room for someone that was handicapped, right? Yeah. So then they were like, well, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to move you out of this room and into a room that doesn't have handicap, da 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 da. da. And I, I just is that I'm when you had people coming into your room? Yeah, so I, I went upstairs <laughs> to my room. I, that's how bad this lady didn't know what she was doing. I went upstairs to my room and I checked in. And, you know, obviously, like, you wear different clothes when you're driving than right. you're going to wear when you go to the gym. So I checked in, and I was, like, getting ready to change. And I was in my boxers and a T-shirt. And somebody just walked into the room with a key. Oh. With a key. They just walked into the room. They were like, hey. I'm like, what's going on? He's like, well, I guess, I guess I'm not supposed to be in here. And I'm like, no. No, you're not. You might want to go back down to the front desk. Or the handicap. Did they give you the suite? Then I would have said I want no. the presidential suite. I want free breakfast. I want free dinner. Room service. Were they handicapped? Right. Like I didn't ask for that room. Well, I'm asking. No, the guy what? behind me. No, he wasn't handicapped. Well, I was just him. Maybe That's he had a wife that was here. That's my whole issue is if they weren't handicapped, why did they need the handicapped room? Like, none of this makes any sense. Why are the handicapped rooms on the third floor? That doesn't make any sense. If there was a fire, they're in a, a world of trouble. Got a good point. Got a good point. What about the other guy's question, Aaron? Are we, are we not going to do it for skins? Because I think he would literally kill you if you skipped over his full question. I don't con condense your questions, man. Okay. Well, all right. Here first, again. Also, anytime we ask questions about movies, Chad doesn't know any of the movies. I don't know the movie. Like, I have you seen the other guys? I don't know. I don't know them. I don't. I've oh man, it's hilarious! And I knew yeah. that was coming. So, you guys, you guys have seen it. Aaron, right? have, seen it? Talk have you seen it? it? It's Mark Wahlberg and uh, Will, Will Ferrell. Ferrell. It's hilarious. I, I just I, I don't watch movies. I'm so it, funny. I'm... I watched it once huh. and never watched it again. A lot of movies out there, man. Did you guys see the trailer for the Carlin documentary? Yeah. Oh. No. Saw you no. posted it. Watched like seven seconds of it. And I was like, yep, that's Chad's bag. You're not a George Carlin guy? I mean, <laughs> if I have nothing else going on on a, a day, 
maybe I'll take the time to watch it. But he was funny, but I mean, I wasn't no. like, I'm going to drop everything right now for George Carlin. You should. You should. He's been gone for 14 years. He's been dead. It's crazy that it's been that long. Who's the actor? And oh, is it just a it's a biography? It's a documentary, it's a documentary. on his yeah. on his life. I have I have culture. Get out of here, Cooper. I I can't believe you like the things that he got into in his like. So he he's in, really funny early. He was in Dogma. Yeah, he was. Mm -hmm. The stuff he got into in terms of his content towards the end of his life when he was really like digging into culture and society and government is otherworldly good. Otherworldly good. You're you're a big stand-up guy. I'm not so I love stand-up. Like I right. love stand-up comedy. How about this before we get out of here? You'll like this one, Brent. Ready. Cincinnati. Back in on Xavier Booker. Now that's not saying they're going to get Xavier Booker, right? Right. But back in on Xavier Booker. Mike Bray and Tom Izzo were uh, at Cathedral High School last uh, last Thursday, so it's a crowded room, but one that uh, one that you can definitely get yourself into. So, time for one last uh, urban artifact. Yeah, we'll hit one more. I, let's see if I got. I need to. They, I need some new timestamps. Um, Head to Urban Artifact for Aaron Smith's diaper party coming soon. Here's an alley oop. Urban Artifact's fruit tarts score more than the rest. Swing by their North Side Tap Room. Mention Bearcat Journal. Get two dollars off a flight of four tasters. I love that face, Aaron. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Well, guys, that was good. We uh we keep it pretty pretty concise, pretty pretty nice and locked in. Very good. <laughs> Aaron's mom still monitors what he watches. He's not allowed to watch George Carlin. <laughs> I'm gonna be a dad in two months. Yeah, you know what? You should show your kid. Well, it's a girl. It is a girl. Mm. Some of that stuff didn't age well. Yeah. No, it Carlin's shit aged exceptionally well. All right. Well, I just know it's stand up in general, but let's get out of here. Let's get All out right. Of here. Well, guys, that was a good one. A lot of things happened the past week since we last talked. So tune in another great BBP for broadcast partners, good buddies, good pals, good friends. Aaron Smith and Chad Brendel. I am Brent Young. Yet another fantastic BBP presented by Breakout Journal. See ya.